the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. What's good, guys and gals, and welcome into episode number two of the Lose Sports Talk podcast. We have plenty of good topics to be chatting about, including St. Louis' daddy, Albert Pujols. He's returning to the Cardinals. Where the heck does he fit in, guys? We're going to be talking about that more. Plus, the Blues are losing a lot as of late. How much trouble are they in? We have more on that as well as March. Well, it's been full of madness, absolutely full of it. We will be discussing some of the craziness that has led up to the Final Four and what to expect this weekend, and then we'll be finishing up with our National Nine talk. Before we start, that's Brandon Gallegos. That's TJ Williamson. I'm Ethan Hannaford. Boys, how we doing? Oh, real good. Oh, we're here. We're back for another. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah, number two. They always say the sequel's better than the original. I don't think Wait they a say second. that either. I don't yeah. think they say that at all. You know, we'll forget about it and we'll just continue moving on then. All right, maybe, maybe. guys, Albert Pujols is coming home. That is something I never thought that I would say, uh, you know, after he left back in 2011. Yeah. Holy moly, the machine is back. On Sunday night, the Cardinals and Albert agreed to a one-year $2.5 million deal. Pujols joins Molina and Wainwright for what could be all three of their final seasons in the MLB, Pujols also joins only 21 deep flies shy of the 700 home run club. We'll start off first with just takeaways, thoughts on this signing. Brandon, what the, what the heck? What the heck? Dude, <laughs> I, I feel 10 years old again. Does anybody else feel 10 years old again? It's like, what is happening? Bring hands, it all back. Hands up all around Bring the room. Bring it all hands back. Up all around yeah, the yeah. room. I, I love it. Uh, it made me a kid, kid again. Uh, just like seeing him walk onto the field. If you guys saw that video yesterday, mm. of uh, yesterday being on Monday when he walked out on the spring training field, Dan McLaughlin, call, ladies and gentlemen, Albert Pujols, and he walks out in Cardinal Red. Mm. I almost teared up. Yeah. I think, yeah. I'll say this. It, it, I What's something I think is weird is adjusting to seeing Albert in the new unis because when he left, right, he, it was very like, it was the white Cardinal uni with either the red or the navy hat or the gray unis. And now we see Albert in all like the new Cardinals yeah, gear, yeah. the new it's it's a little bit weird, but mm-hmm. I mean it's it's combining the old and the new and I absolutely love it. But at the same time, you can also, you know, dig up your old pools jersey. It's like you well, did things like a like a youth large. Man. Love it. It's it's long <laughs> gone. It's love long it. gone. Uh, and you know, fair. and you know what? I'm buying another. I one, guess, though. I guess, because I hit puberty at the age of 11. I guess that that's made, fair. Yeah, yeah everything still fits from 11, so <laughs> that's good for me. Got that going for me. Huh? So, <laughs> so overall, like obviously the nostalgia's there for this signing. Very exciting. Um, like you said, Brandon, feel like a kid again. Uh, yeah. But there's obviously a little bit more to this signing than just the bringing him back for the final year, yeah. um, trying to see him maybe hit 700 home runs. The Cardinals are a team that's trying to win games first off, and Ollie Marmel, the Cardinals manager, made that known, saying that this isn't. we didn't bring Albert back for the last ride. We brought Albert back because we think he can help us win a championship. Do you guys believe that to be true? Yeah, absolutely. He can definitely – he showed it last year in the playoffs with the Dodgers that, like, he is still productive to a lineup, and uh, I believe that to be true even with the Cardinals. They're going to bring him in as a DH for a lefty. I'm going I'm to start off this podcast and just uh, say something to – Hold on. All... Nope, nope, nope. You're not going to say it because we're going to play it. Oh, Listen, folks. No, <laughs> yeah. no, don't do this. For those people out there that are begging for story and, you know, Pujols and want that, that really 
that flare, that, that, that nostalgia. glaring yeah. uh, sign. It's not going to happen. You heard it right there from Brandon Gallegos so, last week. Brandon, Brandon pause. defend yourself. Oh, Everybody, Wait a stop. Wait. Oh, for one. Ladies oh, and one. gentlemen of the jury. One episode, one wrong thing. <clears throat> I was wrong. Oh, everybody. Yeah. Here, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm happy I was wrong. Okay. Oh. I will take it. This That's time. a man I respect right there. <laughs> this time. <laughs> but I'm not taking the next one, I'll tell you that much. Heck no. So you talk- I was 50% right. What? We didn't get oh, okay, story. Okay. We didn't get story. Okay. But they're not going to focus on that. They're going to focus on the fact that you said Pools wasn't coming back. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> Mo has let me down one too many times, okay? One, he's let me down one too many times. So I, I'm sorry. I didn't believe that my childhood was going to come back, and it did. And so, here we are. So Albert being brought in. Going to be most likely, well, he's going to be used as a DH specifically to hit lefties. We saw him, like you said, Brandon, do that very successfully last year for the Dodgers, a team that I think we can all agree is better than the Cardinals on paper. And it's going to be really interesting to see how he fits into that lineup. Um, really excited for it, but this is a guy that uh, the Cardinals last year were a very good team against left-handed pitching off the bench. Um, now DH is a little bit different now because it's a starting position technically. Um, but in this, you could you can compare them very similarly. There you mm-hmm. go. It took mm-hmm. me, I wasn't sure if I was well going to get that well word done. Out. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how those numbers kind of mesh. But this is a situation where a team that had success in an area last year, I love that John Mozeliak was willing to do this because it could have been easy to say the Cardinals, we had le- good left-handed, or we had good hitting against lefty pitchers off the bench last year. It would have been very easy for him to say, we don't need to improve in that area. But that is not what teams that want to compete for championships do. Mm-hmm. And John Mozeliak, I have to assume that he was having a similar mindset. He went out and he got a guy that's not only going to be good for you at the plate, mm-hmm. he's going to be good for you in that in that clubhouse. Holy mm-hmm. cow! Adding a guy that can pour into these young players, be a leader. Uh, overall, the signing is just great. Um, here is something that is a little bit interesting, though. There are some people out there that aren't necessarily as supportive. I know we've talked a little bit about this, TJ, right, yeah, and about yeah. uh, kind of you know why it makes sense. But how do you kind of combat that? Those people that are saying that, oh, this wasn't a good signing, a lot of them saying that maybe um, it's taking away from younger guys' potential at-bats like Gorman and Yepes. How do you guys, how do you respond to yeah, that? Yeah, so I think uh, to start, um, I, I am for the pool signing, but I will say one thing I've noticed is about the blueprint of Blues and Cardinals sports, St. Louis sports, is we're typically more develop them here, win with what we got, not typically signing the biggest offseason free agents and stuff. And from what I've seen, I just see a lot of Band-Aids, and Pujols, at his age, is kind of a Band-Aid this year. I mean, he's a one-year deal. Obviously, he's got nostalgia going with him. But on top of that, um, he also – a lot of people are saying specifically that Ethan hit it on the nail on the head that younger guys are going to – you know, not get as much experience because old man pools is taking their at bats. But um, other people are saying that they love him. Uh, I'm sort of in the middle, and quite frankly, I I think there's going to be a bigger divide than people think. Some people are really happy. Some people are still really butthurt that he left in the first place. Stop it. Some people oh, are. I, Stop. I know people that are. I know people that are. Yeah. So let me ask you, then I'll follow that up for you, Brandon. Uh, Pujols, the argument of him taking away from at-bats from guys like Yepes, Gorman, how do you combat those? Uh, I'll give you, I'll combat it with two scenarios. Okay, so your first scenario is uh, you don't sign Pujols and you rely on the young guns. Okay, Uh, let's say we get into June, one of them's hurt, Yepes goes down, 
bring up Gorman. He's not swinging well at the plate. To me, bringing in Pujols gives you a better option and adds to your depth. And so bringing in Pujols, to me, it's like, yes, okay, well, he could get up there and he could, you know, he it could not work out. Well, if it doesn't work out and Marmol makes the move and doesn't doesn't coach with his heart, but he coaches with what he sees on the field, then I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. If Pujols gets out there and, um, you know, unfortunately he's not swinging well at the plate, which he's not showing signs that he's going to slow down. He's done just fine with lefty lefty pitching, but let's say he does, then we have those young guys to bring in midway through the year. Um, yes, it's not 170 at-bats off the bench, but still you have those young guys there off the bench. Who are we guaranteed to see more success from? Are we guaranteed to see more guarantees maybe a bad word who are we more, more comfortable with more likely to see someone have a um have a consistently just good season in general the guy that's been doing it for 20 years in the league or a guy that we has not had a single major league at bat yet i'm not saying that juan yepes and nolan gorman aren't going to have phenomenal mlb careers i'm just saying that it is a it's a coin flip it's a yeah. it is a huge transition we saw it with dylan carlson a guy that is a is a structured piece in this Cardinals lineup now. But when he first came up, I mean, he was a mess his first time up in the league. They had to send him back down because he was struggling so much yeah. transitioning to the big league level. That could very likely happen. And if you are left relying on these guys saying, well, if we don't have them, then we're in trouble, then there's an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, got to agree. I mean, it's silly to think that not adding pools, we're better without him. Like, that's silly. I think that's really silly to say. So. Where the heck does he bat in the lineup? We got Arenado there, Goldie there, Carlson. I'm assuming not in that order, but that'll be two, three, four, sure. probably. Yeah, yeah. You got O'Neill. Sure. So are we thinking you're looking six, the, the five, six spot, five, six hole? Okay. Yeah. And and even as well, a guy that can play first base for you on off days if you need yeah. him to. For Goldie, you can move some stuff around um, for him to be able to be in there in the field every once in a while. He's if he was able to do it last year for the Dodgers, then he's going to be able to do it every yeah. once a week for the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not worried about that. And, and then the last question. Um, He's got he's 21 home runs away from 700. Uh, last year he hit 17. I personally am very hesitant to say that he gets there. I don't know if he does. My more of my question is if he doesn't get there this year, does he play again next year? No, man. No. This is it. No. I think this is it, and I think the same thing with Coach K. We'll talk about him later, but same thing with Coach K. Like. I have faith that he'll end up winning the championship the same way I have faith that Pujols will get what's needed this season uh, for a magical last season with the team he's supposed to end his career with. It's going to be fun. Albert's back in St. Louis. Opening day is April 7th, a little over a week away. Holy cow. We went, we went from just a couple weeks ago not knowing when baseball was going to start, and now we are at – and now baseball's here, and it is getting going quickly. I mean, what a short spring training. Very fun stuff. Looking forward to it. Transitioning now to Blues Hockey – what the heck is going on? The Blues have been extremely inconsistent as of late. Four and four and two in their last ten games, as well as oof, I think now two wins in their last six games in Yikers. total. Um, it has been a doozy, and now they find themselves battling with the Nashville Predators to stay um, out of that wild card spot. As we speak, I believe that they are in the wild card spot. They were at least going into the game last night against Vancouver. Now they won last night. Looked pretty good as well. Um, so I haven't looked at the updated standings. Bad Ethan. Slapped myself on the hand for that. How dare um, you? But overall, <laughs> what has been going on with this Blues play as of late, Brandon? 
it's very rare that you see this good of a hockey team struggling in all facets of the game. Here and there, you had late into the season, uh, a lot of times you see teams, their power plays off, right? Their goaltending's a little cold. Right now, it's kind of all going wrong for for the Blues. Uh, I mean, power play, again, you talked about last night's game, uh, Monday night against Vancouver, strong game, solid game. Um, but uh, you look right now, it's been the power play's been off, uh, poor special teams, the penalty kill has also been lacking. Um, you also look, I mean, you you have Letty, you brought Letty in at the deadline, right? And he's he's looked solid uh, there with Pareko. There is, there is time, it takes time to build um, that chemistry with your line mate um, but I've liked their play overall but even the goaltending the goaltending in the last month you know throughout the season there's been this who's our guy who's mm-hmm. the main guy yeah. right now it's neither of them yeah. um, and which so those those four things uh, have really has, has been what's tripping up the blues and like I said it's rare to see the blues identity has always been under Barube get the puck in deep Go after it, play, play behind their net, and, and and win puck battles. And right now they're not doing that. And when you don't do that well in the NHL, you're not going to create scoring chances. You're not going to cultivate, uh, you know, power plays. I mean, if you keep the puck in their end for over 30 seconds, 45 seconds, like they were doing earlier in the year, you see guys they're they're tired. They're late in their shifts, and you see that's when those tripping calls, those minor penalties will come up. Um, so there's been there's been less opportunity on the power play in general, um, and you haven't seen an identity on that fourth line. Brube talked about it before the deadline. There was talks that they were going to go out and get a, a, a veteran guy like Kyle Clutterbuck who's had a lot of playoff experience and been on a fourth line. But right now the fourth line has not had an identity. Now the difference from last night's game is you have Torpachenko, Walker, and McEachran. Three guys that are gritty Barube style players. They're not skilled guys, but they do they do outwork other teams in their own end. Yeah. And that's what we're gonna have to see more of heading into this stretch run. I mean, you have less than twenty games left and oh, it is flying. It, it it's absolutely flying. Yeah. And and, and with even more so heading into an NHL playoff and NHL playoffs, you have to be hot and a goalie has to be hot. And you said that you, you added that bit right there at the end, you have to be hot. And right now, it seems like the Blues are trending in the wrong direction compared to um, quite a few other teams, especially in the Central. I mean, the Colorado Avalanche have been hot all season long. Yeah, they're That's gone. not they're, going to change. Yep. Um, but the Wild have been red hot as of late. And now Nashville um, is starting to pick up on the slack where the Blues aren't taking advantage of. This is a Blues team that just a couple of weeks ago was in the two spot in the central and now slipping down to that first wild card spot you're starting to get into the danger territory of what you had last year which was facing Colorado in the first round now we're not there yet but if they continue playing at the trend that they have been um, they're going to find themselves in in some areas of issue I'm I have faith in Chief Baruby. I have faith that this guy is going to figure it out because he has done this in the past for this team we've seen him come in it's hard to say if this is a work ethic issue but you question sometimes with seeming like this team is just not finishing out the play sure. um like i said i don't want to 
this the takeaway to be that the Blues aren't working hard. That's not what I'm saying. But we've seen at times that has been the issue. That was the issue at times last year. Yeah. And Barubi snuffed that out yeah. real quick. And it's going to be interesting if he tries something similar in that tactic to try to get them to win some games later in the regular season like he did last year. Yeah. Whatever he did last year worked. Uh, and that team started to figure it out towards the end of the year and went into the playoffs playing pretty well. They just ran into a red yeah. hot avalanche team. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, um, as we speak, I think we can say right now that this Blues team, if the playoffs started today, they'd be in big trouble as far as figuring oh, yeah. out how to make a deep cup run. But is this team still in an area for being poised to make a cup run, would you say? I think they are. Um, I mean, honestly, so a- as of right now, they the playoff picture says that they're supposed to verse the wild and yes. they versed the wild two times in eight days in the last like week and a half of or like the last like two weeks of mm-hmm. the season um it feels like st louis blues identity is finishing plays which they haven't been doing recently but it's also grit and it's also um um, strong finishes from what I remember. Yeah. I remember when we won the Stanley Cup, it was a really strong finish at the end of the year. Yeah. They got us there, and I you have to have faith. I mean, you have to have faith if you're a Blues fan. But at the same time, if you're St. Louis Blues, you know, your clock starts now. Like, the end of the season is almost here. you got to pick it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave this, this question for you guys to answer because here's the thing. Think back over the last – Two years. It's been Tampa Bay back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. What have with they asterisks. had? <laughs> right, with asterisks. Yeah, true. Blues are still defending champs. The defending 82-game champs. Here's the thing. Yeah. Good goaltending. Mm-hmm. Solid seven D-man. Like mm-hmm. we're not talking just six guys. We're talking yeah. if a guy goes down in the playoffs, there's a a solid seven D-man, and then. Finessing the cap. Finesse. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. We'll Boy, that later. I'm never going to get this point out. Um, <laughs> skilled guy scoring goals late in the year. And then a fourth line that brings energy. And I can't emphasize that enough. That is what we haven't seen. Uh, to be honest with you guys, I trust Bennington to pick it up late in the year. Same. I trust Huso to step up and play good, good hockey. Um, but what I'm more concerned about heading into a playoff run is who are those guys when there's two guys in the crease and there's a there's a, a puck battle? Who are those guys that are going to clean those guys from out in front of the net? I would agree. Who who, who are going to be? Yes, you have Bertuzzo in the back end as a demon, but who are those forwards that are going to come in and and they're not they're gonna, not going to take anything from anybody? I'll I'll back up that real quick before we move on. Last year in the playoffs, Bennington played really well against Colorado. He just ran into a red hot Colorado offense and our defense. It felt like too often left him out the dry, and that's yep. what I'm the most fearful about. I wonder if the moves that the Blues trade at the deadline or the move the Blues made at the trade deadline is enough for. St. Louis to be able to um, outscore a team that could take advantage of a soft defense when the the nitty-gritty idea of how we play is you get down to it and you hit a guy. And yeah. I, I, I get a little bit concerned there. So there's going to be a lot to figure out still with this team. We're going to find out a lot here in the next couple of weeks as to how this team comes out, how they respond to the struggles that they've had. Now they're starting to become speculation. Can they do it? Can they make a run? So I'm very curious to see the response for this team. Well, if we move to March Madness, guys, we don't even have to talk about the buildup to getting to the big moments because we're in the big moments. Holy moly, has it been an absolutely crazy NCAA tournament? We started at 68 teams. Well, boys, we're down to the Final Four. On Saturday, Duke, North Carolina will face off as well as Villanova, Kansas to see who's going to be playing in the National Championship. Next Monday night, 
you look on one side and you got Villanova, Kansas, two blue bloods that are both red hot right now playing very, very good basketball. And then on the other side, you got North Carolina, the eight seed that's come out of nowhere, uh, gotten red hot to end up somehow in the final four against Coach K and Duke in his final season. The first time these two teams will ever be playing in the NCAA tournament. Wow. That's crazy considering, you History. know, that's like the yep. biggest rivalry in college basketball. I don't – what the heck, boys? Yeah. Isn't I mean, it just seems too storybook to even be talking about, but here we are. Yeah. I mean, they call March Madness for a reason, and obviously Good there was there – was, yeah, yeah, I'm astute. Um, <laughs> they have – I mean, obviously, we had our St. Peter's rip St. Peter's for not making it this far. They were so close. But at the same time, uh, St. Peter's, yeah, I mean, they played really well. But it's crazy that it's called March Madness. But at the same time, St. Peter's did not even make it this far. So it's like the same blue blood schools that we expect to come, regardless of seed number, North Carolina being eight, the other ones being more or less what they deserve. Uh, they actually ended up making it to the to the end. And yeah. This is more or less what we expected from yeah. the beginning. If we said from the beginning of the season that these four teams made it to the end, we wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But with the seeding numbers and stuff and the storylines, everything until this point has been surprising. Yeah, I would completely agree. And now I think some things that are uh, going to be interesting. I know we talked yesterday about, okay, well, we look at teams like St. Peter's right in the run that they've made, but we also look at this Duke-North Carolina matchup. And I know a lot of people were all for the St. Peter's, as they should be, like yeah. 15 seed, making to heck the yeah. Elite Eight. You what the heck? Fun. Now, let me ask you this. Would you have rather seen Duke-St. Peter's <laughs> in a Final Four matchup, or would you have rather seen the Duke-North Carolina Coach K facing off against the big rival one last time? Duke and St. Peter's for me. And I, I, I know that is gonna. a lot of people are going to disagree with me. Here's, here's the thing. No other sport you would have seen a St. Peter's go to the final. You you would have seen it in no other sport. Me it's that not going to happen in football. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll okay, continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. But seriously, like why why are we why are we rooting for schools that honestly should be there? If this is March Madness and we are all about the underdog, but one storyline comes up about Coach K finishing his career, crosstown rivals. Look, I get it. I get all of it. Easy. <laughs> I, I get all of it. A 15 seed. There is more kids at their school right now than there are alum. There's 3,500 kids in this. That's smaller than Lindenwood. Jersey like City half School. half the size of Lindenwood, isn't it? Why would you want to see them in the Final Four? I, 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 somebody explain this to me. I am, I am all for my mindset for every single sport. Unless I have a team that, like, like a hometown team like the Cardinals, like the Blues, is – is I Alabama want, fan hold on, hold really on. about Stop to comment it. on this? Stop it. Is I want <laughs> I want the best matchup to be the last game of the season. We saw how North Carolina St. Peter's went. North Carolina was winning 15 to 0 to start that game. It was not a game for 30 seconds. I'm afraid that if somehow St. Peter's would have been in the final four, it would have been the same exact thing. So, with that being said, I'm so I am happy that North Carolina is there. On top mm. of it, you have the storybook finish. St. Peter's mixing in and making it wild was absolutely awesome. I loved it. But I stick with North Carolina, TJ. I honestly think that um, the best matchup is what is there now. Um, St. Peter's is a fun Cinderella story, and I'm usually <clears throat> one of the most optimistic people about storylines and stuff. 
But man, when it comes to your NCAA bracket, you don't <laughs> want them to mess it up anymore. And I'm, I, I would like to take out Ethan in our in our pool, but I don't think I'll be able to because St. Peter's kind of screwed me over too many times. Just, just to just to be clear, a 15 seed made it to the Elite Eight, and you. you're still worried about your bracket? Yeah, <laughs> all of our brackets are gone. First off, <laughs> second off, hey, 20 I had Kansas. I, no, 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 I had no, no, Kansas. 20 years from now. Ugh. Chauncey's. I Gonzaga. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga, excuse me. So, Zags. 20 years from now, do we remember Do we remember if St. Peter's and Duke is a good game? Uh, 20 years from now, if they make it to the Final Four, do we remember that it's a good game or, did they, or if they made it to the Final Four? I think we're remembering the potential clash between the biggest rivals in college basketball in the Final Four and Coach K's final season. Will St. Peter's ever be back? No. Yes. No, they won't. Someday. Stop no, it. No, they won't. We don't no, know when. They Stop it. Won't. We don't know when. Hey, guys, I said it. I'm optimistic, didn't I? I said I'm no, optimistic. They won't. This is borderline stupid. St. Peter's <laughs> is going all the way in all my other Go brackets. Peacocks, huh? <laughs> Go Peacocks. <laughs> no. I, I, look, guys, I get it. It looks good on paper. I, I get it. I get the matchup. It will never happen again. Yeah. And if I'm anything like my Pujols prediction, mm. TJ, you could be right. Okay. The Peacocks could be right back in it. But I'm not saying right back in it. I'm not saying right back in it. Butler? I'm not saying right back in it. I know. It's not the same. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, you make make very good points. And I think there are good points to be made on either side. Mm. Um, And I think that's why that argument is so split. Real quick, before we move on, who's going to the natty? Who's going to the natty? I got Duke. Duke's winning it all. I don't care who's on the other side. Duke's winning it all. This man is so... Coach K, bro. He's so Coach all K attached his to his bracket. Him and Sailor. Shout My out Matthew Sailor. Goodness. Oh, he made it on the podcast. He's, no, it really don't change isn't. the subject. I'm still after you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do think that Duke has the most potential to do it based off magic alone. Just because he said Duke, North Carolina. Wow. Duke, Villanova yeah, in like the that. national championship. <sighs> Nova. Yeah. I'm going to say Nova. I'm going to stay from the Magic. But the Magic really makes me think that Duke could do it. But Five bucks. Five Nova's, bucks right now. Okay. Five bucks. Shake on it. Right. We're shaking we just on witness. it. We have a witness. <laughs> but Nova is red hot right now. I picked Kansas to win the national championship. I think they're going to run into a red hot Nova team, and I don't think I think they're going to get upset. So, uh, oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun couple of games. All right. TJ, National 9, take it away. For sure, yeah. So National 9 this time. We have a lot of different sports we're going to cover. Uh, just to start, LeBron James. LeBron James. He passed Carl Malone for the goat. second most all-time in scoring. And we're going to have the GOAT debate another time. But uh, what are the odds you think that he cements himself as GOAT by the end of his, by the end of his career? So- Submits himself in the way that cements he himself. cements. Yeah. Sorry, yes. I thought you said submit, and I was like, "What?" Listen submit. up, Ethan. First Good grief. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, listen, I, there's already people that argue it. It's definitely not fifty-fifty. I would say, but it's starting to it's starting to slowly even out. Okay, so yes, by the end of it, if he continues tacking on, I'll say no on submitting. Submitting again on cementing. But I will say that by the time he is finished, that conversation is going to be a little bit. It's going to be more evened out. So we see where he lands on the goat conversation. <laughs> I'm back and I'm very back and forth. My only comment is, don't ever bring that word into the podcast again. Submit. Wow. Yep. I yeah, just did it. Really so. <laughs> no cement, not submit. Submit. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Almost made a. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Just keep moving. Okay. Okay. Moving over to football. We're going to be jumping around everywhere. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Okay. 
First off, where does he land, and is Baker Mayfield a bust? That's the questions I'm posing. Where does he land? Seattle, no. Not Seattle, a bust. Seattle, no. Okay. He's not a bust, and he's heading to Seattle. Okay. I say Seattle as well. I'm I'm fifty fifty on if he's a bust or not. I want him to go to Carolina. I do. Well, I want to see him with McCaffrey. That'd be Absolutely. I'd, I'd love that. That'd be cool. Why? Seattle's not going to win for the next handful of years now. I, I, I say yeah. they're heading towards rebuilding. I don't want to see Mayfield go there. Yeah. He goes to Carolina. He's right there with Sam Darnold. There's an instant There's an instant. who's better right yeah. there. Settles a lot of debates. Yep. He's not beating Andy Dalton in the Saints, though. No. I no Andy Dalton back. is the man, man. Give him the, give him the Lombardi trophy. Stop it. Red and whatever R name you want to put after red. Red <laughs> Rocket, Red Rifle, Red Raccoon, whoever. Whatever it is. Um, Baker Mayfield is definitely not a bust. People can at me. They can come at me. Uh, he took the he took the Browns seven wins in their in his rookie season to a team that had no wins. So I am beyond happy about that. And next up, we got... What are good, some good landing spots for Bobby Wagner? Where are your picks? I like him in Dallas. Dallas. What is up? That's back-to-back Maybe. picks where we have the same one for Bobby Wagner. Yes, I'm going wow, Dallas it's like as well. you're all basic or something. No, Love. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers are the team that need him the most. He'd be silly not to go there. He can win a Super Bowl next year. If say it one Who'd you say? The Los Angeles Chargers. Char- yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers had their had the ball run down their throat all year. They need a good guy in the interior. Oh, in the middle. can you imagine if they would have if they would add him on top of just getting Mac? Oh my gosh, Holy yeah. Moly. That I mean that team is wow. already starting to look scary. And, and then they get that D tackle from Georgia in the draft. Stop! Oh my Stop. goodness! Stop! Oh my goodness! Holy moly! Um, okay, and then uh, yeah, Brandon has uh, some for NHL. So. Yeah, so uh, funny story really quick. Evgeny Dadunov uh, was originally traded from Vegas Golden Knights to the Anaheim Ducks, and the NHL actually reviewed it and vetoed it. And the NHL, when every trade goes through a central registry, they missed that he had a no-trade clause that was signed two or three years ago <laughs> when he played for the Ottawa Senators. So he was traded from the Ottawa Senators to Vegas, and that no-trade clause doesn't go away in the NHL. And when they tried to trade him, a week ago, to Anaheim, they missed it. And so he got traded, was being paid by Anaheim. They ended up, uh, NHL reviewed it, vetoed the trade, and welcomed him back on Twitter as if they didn't just try to trade him. Yikes. <laughs> right. <laughs> smooth, right. Smooth play. Welcome home. Yeah. Um, so NFL playoff overtime rule officially changed. So now each team will have an option to, not an option, will have an opportunity to have the ball in overtime in the playoffs. Imagine if Josh Allen would have yeah. had another opportunity against the Chiefs. Yeah. What do you guys what do you guys think about that? Love the rule. Love absolutely love it. I mean, this is something I'm very glad that the NFL finally did something because it seemed like this was going to be one of those things where it's like, "Oh, it's something that needs to be changed, but it, I didn't think they were going to do anything about it. Yeah. I love that they went out, they saw that this was a flaw in their system and they fixed it. Good yeah. for the NFL." Yeah, I honestly 5 years too late. Five years too late. Yeah, yeah. I, I would argue they just need to change all overtime rules in the NFL to college overtime. It would save. It would save a lot of. Uh, they get a lot of money from it. Just touchdowns on touchdowns. Ooh, hot Fantasy take. football would be hilarious. Fantasy football would be hilarious. Oh my god! Have a team going. How would overtime. you even? How would, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's a conversation yeah, that's, for a we, whole nother day. I, I could probably break down how that would work in fantasy. In it my would be. Eyes. A, it would be a mess. Okay, guys. So uh, baseball season's coming up. We're gonna start yeah, with buddy. AL standings, project, projections, predictions. What do you guys? What do you guys have? Ethan, go ahead. 
I tell you what, the AL is going to be very, very fun to watch. Like we, like we've talked about here a little bit the last couple of weeks. Um, there's been a lot of moving around. Um, teams that a month ago we thought were going to not be so hot are going to be really interesting now this year. Um, so let's go ahead and we'll go through these. Starting with, um, let's start with the East. Okay, yeah. you got. You got a couple of teams that are kind of in the mix there. The Blue Jays have made some movements. Uh, movement. Uh, the Rays are always always seem to be there. Yeah. Boston made a couple of things happen, signing Story big time. The Yankees are always there. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna stick with the Yankees. I think that they just I think they still hold enough firepower to um, to hold down this division. But this division is going to be a four team battle. I really do think yeah. so. How about you, yeah. Brandon? Yeah, I have Tampa Bay. Uh, the past two years I've gone with New York and they have uh, let me down. Tampa Bay continues to battle with a low low salary team. Uh, I have them in the East. Yeah, I got the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Oh my god! <laughs> Go, no, 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 leave. No. This isn't draft stay, order, stay, TJ. Oh, this is not right, the draft right, order. Right, right, right. Uh, I actually got the Blue Jays winning these. So. Love it. I, I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. Yep. That's the thing is, I think with all three really, of have different four cool. of the with four of these all four of these teams, you can make fair arguments yeah. for all of them. Mm. That's what I love so much about the AL East this year. Going to be really fun. Oh, TJ, Canada. TJ, um, take it away with the Central. Yeah, for the Central, I got the. Uh, Chi-Town White Sox winning winning this division. That's my point, pick. Yeah, the Central's down this year. Uh, could be a one team that makes the playoffs. I think it's also Southside. Really? White Sox. So here's the thing, guys. Oh, no. I tell you what, the Twins are, are, are oh, coming no. up. No. The Twins are coming up. Okay. Do I don't know if I'm willing to say that the Twins are going to win this division, but I will say this. I don't think – that only one team is going to be uh, in the playoffs from the AL Central. So you have the Chicago White Sox and the Twins in? Yes. I think that the they will snag. What about the Tigers? Uh, that's, that's tough, too. That's tough, too. Uh, Javi Baez is going to carry that team. <laughs> that was a joke. Stop that was a joke. It. Stop it. That was a joke. <laughs> um, I, I tell you what, though. The Twins, obviously, good for them. Made a lot of moves. Yeah. Um, I think that the wild card extension, like adding that spot, is yeah. completely why they changed everything around. They added to pitching. The middle infield depth, Carlos Correa is one of the best shortstop shortstops I mean, in the game uh, best players in the game arguably top 10 top 15 player in the game yeah. Yeah. Gary Sanchez um, had a good year Gary too. Sanchez yep. is going to hit him at least 30 bombs at least 30 bombs so this team went out and they added uh I think that they will take the advantage those two teams of the Guardians the Royals and the Tigers are all not good teams not ve- they're not very good teams yeah. and I think that you could see teams like in the AL East that are having to play each other a little bit more often or bouncing around mm. um, because of that competition similar to what we may see in the AFC West this year for football um, I could see that in the AL East I could see the Twins end up in a wild card spot I'll go with the White wow. Sox Oh, okay. So you're I'll playing go with the six. White Sox. You had this whole take. Oh, you're gonna White go, Sox. You're gonna go I'll go with the White Sox. <laughs> this man is a paid Manning fan. He just yeah. audibled out of that sucker. <laughs> ALS, Brandon. Omaha, Omaha. AL West. I have Seattle. Ooh, Seattle. Yeah, I like I like two teams out of the West. I like Seattle and Houston being the wild card team out of there. That's why I do, that's why I only think one team out of the Central. I think it's going to be um, two or three out of the East and then a couple out of the West. I think it's Seattle taking the division though. I got Houston. I'm, they're going to run it back. I mean, I think, I think they've got promise and they could easily get back to the world series. Yeah. I'm hesitant to pick Houston. Oh, this is tough. It is tough. Because they, they lost some pieces. They lost some pieces. You're still a good quality team, but yeah. they, but they lost some pieces. You know what? I feel like I can't talk 
my question about Houston and then pick Houston like I did for the Central. <laughs> it's coming. So I'm going to pick no, – <laughs> I'll go – I will go ahead and I will back you up with Seattle. Um, uh-oh, there goes the timer. Real quick, I'll, I'll finish my statement real quick. Reason being is kudos to Seattle. They've made some big boy moves yeah. before um, before the, the, the lockout happened. Mm. Team's going to be fun to watch. The AL overall, going to be fun to watch. Yeah. A lot of movement happened this year, and you're going to see six playoff spots. There's going to be ten, probably 10 teams competing for those spots. Yeah. Going to yeah. be fun to watch. Looking forward to it. Boys, podcast number two. In the books. In the books. Good stuff, guys. Thanks for tuning in and listening. More coming out here in the future. Um, Brandon, what's our tags? Uh, we got Instagram, the Loose Sports Show. And uh, underscore loose sports show underscore and same with our Twitter handle loose sports show underscore. Be yep. sure to give those some follows yes. um, as well. We're gonna have plenty of info on just small things about you know what we're gonna be talking about things on the. So be sure to go and follow those on Instagram and Twitter. That's a wrap. See you boys. Yep. Shout out for Walt baby.